creating and rekindling memories. NHR. Hello there, I'm Mark Dennison. I'm Nottingham Forest Stadium announcer at the world-famous City Ground, and occasionally Wembley Stadium as well. I also work for BBC Radio Nottingham, and I'm at the seaside at the moment, but that's by the by. You're listening to NHR's Roundtable. Thank you very much indeed, Mark. Yeah, enjoy your holiday. Uh, well earned, I'm thinking. Well, on the other end of this line, hopefully I will have James Holland. Good evening, James. Good evening, Richard. Good evening, everybody. And uh, as well as Jamie Martin, our Nottingham Forest correspondents this evening. Jamie, are you there? I am indeed. Hello there, everybody. And um, just to give it a little bit of balance, uh, Ian Marsden from uh, Notts County is, is also there somewhere along the line. Ian, can you hear me? I can hear you loud and clear. Hello, uh, everybody. Excellent. Well, over the next sort of 30 minutes or so, we're going to chat uh, about Nottingham Forest. So I'll get straight into it. And uh, here's a question for James and Jamie. We'll start with James. Um, sum up Forest season then for us. Um, yes, yeah, so, so in a nutshell, in one word, promotion party. Um, but... It's not always been like that this season. The season actually started off um, a bit of a bit, a bit of a sorry end, really, for Chris Hewton's tenure at Forest, uh, getting the sack early doors. Forest, you know, many many supporters and neutrals will forget how Forest languished at the bottom of the table at the beginning of the season. And it, it seems like such a long season, and so much has passed. Uh, but taking us right back to August, uh, when we played Coventry on the opening day and and lost two one, Forest then went on to lose. Um, around about seven games out of their opening eight. Uh, but since then, ever since Steve Cooper came in, it's been positivity and, and upwards um, from that moment on. Uh, Jamie, what do you think? Yeah, I think it's been top, yeah, bottom to top even. You know, it's been that kind of that first seven games and you, everybody's heads were down. You know, attendances were, were definitely low. Um, and people just thought, that's it. You know, I mean, the seven games will define the rest of the season. There's no hope, and uh, I, th I think it's amazing that they've come back not only as a team, but you know, as a fan base, uh, and recovered from a fan base that has been, I'd say, been diminishing really for years. Just kind of not really wanting to watch that team anymore, just because of the fact that it's just heartbreak after heartbreak, or good game and then three bad games. And I, th I think this season's just shown what a great club Forest is and obviously we've got a biased point of view but I think it shows what great uh, team Forest is because of the fact that you know even if you are at the bottom it doesn't mean you can't go up they've given it their all and, and I think it just goes to show what, what kind of team they are and the ethos they have Playing devil's advocate then here uh, does that success on the pitch bring more and more fans along for that ride um, we've, we've heard a lot of rubbish spoken on social media as always uh, about plastic supporters and all the rest of it um, glory hunters if you will um, was an old fashioned phrase is there an element of that do you think? I'm, I'm going to say now. I'm going to I'm going to, uh, I'm going to pick Jamie up on that because if you look at the uh, stats this season, Forest have um, Forest have averaged around about twenty seven and a half thousand this this season. Now a lot of that's thanks to um, a fantastic run in the league. But if you look at the lowest the lowest attendance this season, it's been twenty four thousand, uh, and that was uh, under Steve Cooper's tenure. In fact, that wasn't during the first seven games. I remember Steve Cooper coming in and in one of his first post-match interviews, he was saying when he when he came in and took um, took charge of the uh, the Millwall game back in September and he said that he couldn't believe that 26,000 people had turned up. So I think Forrest have done 
quite well in, always in terms of uh, attractive kids prices and getting people into the grounds um of, i think there's been a huge fan base over the years and many of those people have sort of dwindled away after having 23 years of being out of the premier league and of course a lot of those fans will now re-engage with the football club um but i, I don't think that uh um it can be labeled as sort of glory hunting for many If you look at Forest of Sites to that, Forest have been quite good at, like I say, um, attracting the younger generations and getting them getting those bums on seats with uh, cheap season ticket prices for, for younger supporters. And it's those younger supporters that'll be taking them through into the Premier League. So um, let me ask you, uh, we'll start with Jamie on this one. Um, hmm. What about the job that Steve Cooper has done at the City Ground then since he came in? I mean, you know, I didn't really know, and I'm going to be completely honest, I didn't really know who Steve Cooper was um, when he joined, you know, in September or whenever it was. I think it was mid-September. Um, I didn't know who he was, but, you know, looking into him, he'd had a good run with uh, England. Um, he was in the academy with Liverpool, uh, a very respected coach, and uh, he did a lot of good stuff at Swansea as well. Two playoffs in a row, not quite making anything from it, but good runs. Um, I think at Forest, you know, he's changed just the, the culture of the club, you know, the, the, those players complaining that they weren't being expressive enough or they weren't allowed to be as expressive under Hewton, you know, and to see them be able to play the football that not only do they want to play, but Steve Cooper wants to play and them enjoy it and get good results from it is fantastic. Uh, and I think Steve Cooper is just, he's just done an, such an incredible job from a team that most were thought were getting relegated. Um, I think he's a great manager and a fantastic coach and, you know, he's a humble guy as well. Uh, and it's nice to see that in football, you know, not someone that's just constant ego, ego, ego. You know, he's humble uh, and he just sticks to the game plan and just focuses on the team mentality. Um, he's done a lot of good for a team. Absolutely. James, uh, you will remember, same as I do, is there a sort of um, a hint of the Brian Clough about him, do you think? I mean, in terms of the fact that uh, he's got Forrest promoted out of the division and he's taken him to the top division, um, to, to be anywhere near the marks of, of, of a legend such as Brian Clough, he's obviously got um, a hell of a long way to go. Uh, I was to, thinking to, more about... I was thinking more about getting the better best out of um, players that hadn't performed previously. That's that's where I was. Okay. So, um, so so yeah, in terms of of that, then absolutely. In terms of you look at the the man management abilities of, of Steve Cooper and how he's managed to transform um, some of those players. Now we talk about the that that run that Forrest went on at the beginning of the season where they'd um, bottom of the table one point um, and they, they they'd lost sort of uh, lost six games, drawn one, and. Um, they were pretty much the same players that have taken Forrest to where they are now, the same core group. Yes, Forrest recruited a few extra players in January, um, the likes of Keenan Davis and Sam Surridge, but the, the, the bedrock of the, the squad was players that have been there from the beginning of the season. So I think man management ability uh, and getting players to perform is, is yeah, it, it's been, it's been testament to Forrest's success and he's part of that. And everything from how he 
integrates the wider staff amongst Forest, amongst the players, and brings in the the families of the players, uh, and has these. Um, he's talked about these um, open days that they have, these family barbecues that they have with all the staff, players, and wider families, and that really sort of um, ingrains like a team culture and and, and gets where Joe Worrell said, uh, the captain of Forest after he got promoted, he said there've been some dark times at Forest over the years, and I think Steve Cooper's been someone who's, um, yeah, through man management um, has managed to. to to transcend some of the players that weren't quite cutting it at Forest and um, bringing the talent out of them. I'm going to just divert off up towards Leeds. Uh, Ian Marsden's up there. Um, Ian, from afar, looking at it um, with uh, different coloured spectacles on that you normally would wear, um, mm. what's, what do you think about Steve Cooper and the job he's done at Forest? Yeah, yeah. honestly, you can't really say much more than what James and Jamie have said. He he took a team that was rock bottom of the championship after eight, nine games and then um, has took them up. Um, and no one, no one saw that coming in September. So the job he's done has been absolutely fantastic um, for that football club. And, um, you know, it's going to be tough next season. But I think um, he does seem to have that squad... Uh, the togetherness. Um, he's got a captain who um, uh, bleeds red and white from all accounts. And, you know, he's got a core group of some really good players. Um, so, yeah, absolutely fantastic job done by Steve Cooper, who was very good at Swansea um, with the the way they had, like Jamie said, two playoff campaigns. Um, but, yeah, he's just took that extra step um, with Forrest and, and, and got them over the line for the first time in, um, what was it, 23 years since mm. they were last in the top flight? Yeah, yeah, it's a good little while ago. Um, right, OK, thank you for that, Ian, for the moment. Um, so, our next question, and I'm pleased that Ian sort of skirted around that issue. Um, I'm going to ask Jamie first, do Forest have a Premier League squad? Now, they had four or five loanees in the team that, that got them into the promised land, as it were, um, which is, uh, probably have all gone back to their parent clubs now. Um, so th- th- could they be a bit light? And, and how do you think they're going to solve that? Um, well, I think that there's likely that a couple of lone players will, will stay at Forest. Um, I can probably see Zinkenagel coming back, potentially, um, and Garner maybe coming back on loan, providing Man United don't get their midfield signing that they want. Um, but I, I, it's a really tough question. I think they've got a great team, but whether it's sustainable in the Premier League, you know, is the question. Like, they could have a, a decent team, but they're still not doing good enough every week to stay in the Premier League. So... I think they're going to need to bring in probably, as I mentioned in the pre-chat, five or six new players uh, to make the team properly Premier League and to give them a good chance of staying up and making a decent account of themselves. Um, I I don't really know which players to bring in as such. Uh, I'll leave that to them, I suppose. But yeah, I think they need to bring in a few players. They've got a great team, but I just don't know if it's 100% there to stay in the Premier League without the lone players, for example. Yeah, James... um... Those lone players going back, um, do you think that they've got enough? Um, obviously, Steve Cooper's mantra is, is get the young lads in and give them the experience of game time. Now they're in the big league. Has he got the time and the room to develop those players um, while trying to hold on to that Premier League spot? Yeah, I mean, great question. 
attention and that is going to be the real sort of um, another defining question of, of Steve Cooper of yeah can he maintain what he's doing at Forest and can he hold that level and stay in the Premier League um there are two ways to go about it. You either spend a lot of money bringing a lot of players or you go down the, the, the route of the sort of uh, Norwich model where they don't really invest heavily and they kind of yo-yo back and forth. Um, I I personally think the squad's a bit light when you talk about how many lone players we had and we had a, we had a, a sort of a thin squad. We had a core group of players that all seemed to play a lot of games. There wasn't a heavy amount of rotation. So if many of those lone players like uh, Jed Spence, um, like Keenan Davis, like James Garner, if they don't return to Forest, then that does leave Forest really light. So they've got a lot of signings to make. And when you make a lot of signings and you change the squad, you've then got to embed players in and create that that team dynamic again that you've done so well that, to sort of build over over the season. So I think Steve Cooper's really got to um, pull together and look at the which players he can come in I disagree with Jamie. I'm not sure whether Philip Zinconaga will come back. His parent club, Watford, they've been relegated. I think they'll look to keep hold of him to try and get promotion back at the championship. Um, Jed Spence, who's been incredible, well documented. I think. I don't think he'll be coming back to Forest. Not in a. Uh, not, not in a. Um, certainly not. In, not in a permanent. Uh, move. He may come back in some form of low move if he goes to a bigger club and they want to loan him out. But um, I, I think Forest have really got to get this recruitment right. But Forest fans. Um, what they have, uh, the positivity they can take from how they recruited in January and the signings they brought in over the last 20 years has been so many uh, transfer windows where they've not recruited well. Um, this January with Dane Murphy um, at the helm, he's managed to bring in the likes of Keenan Davis, like Sam Surridge, like Steve Cook. All of those had a positive um, influence on Forrest back half of the season. So hopefully they can get it right again this summer strengthen that squad and if the target is to stay up then that will be that, that will be a big challenge and um and, and in steve cooper i trust hopefully he can do that for us i'm thinking that um like uh, over the water at Notts county um, players would have been identified for every outcome of the playoff final um whether they went up or whether they stayed in the championship um they would have have identified players who yes we like the look of him we think he'd fit into our model blah 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 and all the rest of it so the million dollar question or more than million dollar question nowadays isn't it um and we'll go with jamie first uh who would you like to see brought in to bolster that squad uh, well, there's been a lot of people spoke about on social media, as you're probably aware. There's been about 150 links, um, but I think from watching the playoff game, I think Lewis I'm not Bryant, available. By the way, I, yeah. I'm, oh, I'm, oh, I'm, right, okay. I know, Top I know, I know. <laughs> well, at least we're going to have the uh, the other 50 million to spend then, right? Okay, that's good. I think um, I think like the look of Lewis O'Brien from Huddersfield. Um, you know, there's always the possibility, as you know, James said, that James Garner might not come back. Um, but I think Lewis, Lewis O'Brien would be good. Morgan gives White another uh, potential possibility and to another Sheffield United player, Sander Berger, as well. Um, it, there's been a few links with the likes of Harry Winks, potentially. A lot of midfielders. Uh, I think we've got a solid defence. But, you know, in regards to wing-backs and stuff, we're going to need to look for look for players. But I can't really pinpoint a certain player I'd want um, but I think Forrest, they've got a good enough recruitment to uh, to bring out the best in absolutely anyone. So full faith in them, but they're going to need to make a few signings. I do like the idea of Morgan Gibbs-White or Lewis O'Brien coming, though. 
Okay. Um, James uh, reported that 170 million was the prize on offer a couple of Sundays ago. Um, would they need to spend all of that to to warrant a, a place in the Premier League second season and all that sort of thing? And who were they going to spend that money on? Yeah, tough. Uh, tough for Forest here. How, how you go about it, what we don't want is to be completely mismanaged, spend loads of money, get ourselves relegated and then be stuck with um, substandard players that you've bought at an overinflated price. What, what Steve Cooper has done remarkably well is take players and develop them. So he's kind of going to be a victim of his own success because um, he has made these players like Jed Spence, who was sort of not in first team reckoning for Sheffield United, like Keenan Davies, Aston Villa. And he's added value to them. And now they're in a position where Forrest want to sign those players they've got to spend a lot of money so um you are going to have to spend money you either have to develop youth and play play your youth and develop your talent like brennan johnson which he's done so well but but equally to be in the premier league you're going to have to bring in um some talent and spend some spend some finances um I like the suggestion there with Morgan Gibbs-White. I think he'd be a, a quality acquisition, whether we could prize him from Wolverhampton Wanderers. Uh, he spent last season on loan at Sheffield United. Um, and another team that Forrest played in the playoffs, obviously in Huddersfield in the final, they had a, a very good player, Sorba Thomas, on the wing. I think he's uh, been responsible for setting up 15 goals this season. So someone like that, who's a talented individual, um, could, be, could be a, a sort of key signing. I, I think Forrest definitely need to sign a striker. Um, they certainly need a centre midfielder. And depending on whether they can retain these uh, wing backs in Max Lowe and um, Jed Spence that they had on loan, they're going to need to look at um, having some wing backs uh, that are of a Premier League quality. So there is a hell of a lot of um, signings that Forrest will perhaps need to make, maybe in the region of um, anywhere from seven to potentially as high as 10 signings to make them competitive in a relegation fight to stay up. If that's going to be the, if that's going to be the aim, I mean, who knows Forrest might go on to be further, but I think Forrest will be focusing heavily on retaining Premier League status. Well, we'll, we'll get into that very shortly, and I'll bring Ian in in a moment or two. But Jamie, you went to the FA Youth Cup final uh, mm. at Old Trafford a few weeks ago, and um, any of the Forest players there that caught your eye that could potentially make that step up into the big league? I think his name was Joshua Powell. Was fantastic. Um, he, he, just the way he got around players, and I think I must be honest. I think Man United were actually not the better team during that game. I mean, the scoreline didn't reflect it, but. Had it not been for that penalty, um, I think Forrest would have won because their youth was fantastic. You had Tyrese Campbell, a big looming centre-back uh, defender even, you know, and you've got Joshua Powell and then Dale Taylor up front, perhaps a name that most of us have heard of now because he's been on the bench a couple of times this season. Uh, I think he's played for either Northern or the Republic of Ireland uh, in the under-21 squad and got a goal recently. So I, I think there's some real quality in the youth. Gary Brazil's done a great job in the youth development for years now. Uh, and I think, you know, even if, OK, you get a lot of good Premier League signings or whatever, you know, I think there's still an opportunity maybe in cup games or or perhaps at the end of the season to give a few of the, the younger lads a go if they're in a secure place. So I think the future over the next five years, I think they're going to see some really promising youngsters come into that team and, uh, yeah, be interesting. Ian Marston, um, uh, with your uh, connections in, in and around the Leeds and the Yorkshire area, what, um, what are you hearing? Any, anything from uh, the, the guys there I mentioned, Huddersfield, um, nipping one of their players on uh, Leeds United um, and all that sort of thing? Um, are you hearing? What, what do you think Forrest need to do to add to that squad and, and make it a viable option? Yeah, I think they may have to um, go in and sign some of their loan players to, just to keep that team 
spirit that they have or they had last season to just to carry it over to the Premier League. So um, the wing backs, like you said there, Max Lowe and, and, and Spence and, and Garner, maybe trying to go and sign them because you know what they are and they know the team as well. Um, so that might be a good idea. Not heard anything this end um, for Sorber Thomas or Lewis O'Brien. Um, Sorber Thomas, Richard, I mean, we've seen him play uh, for Boreham Wood against Knotts um, just a couple of years ago. And now he's um, a Wales international. He's going to the World Cup. And so he's going to be, he is going to be very majorly talked about this summer because Huddersfield didn't go up. So I think that could be a possibility, but I think he um, he's very settled around here. Um, he seems to love Huddersfield and the, the club, and um, yeah, 15 assists uh, shows you how good a player he actually is. Uh, Lewis O'Brien came through the academy here at Huddersfield, so I'm thinking hmm, it might take a big money offer, like something that they just c- cannot refuse to get him out because I think he's Huddersfield through and through. Um, but um, money talks in football and the Premier League is the Premier League um, at the end of the day. So, um, But no um, no actual sound anything. It's just um, uh, social media. Mm. Mm. Right. OK, well, thanks for that for the moment. Um, just for, the, for Jamie and James, um, we had one of your uh, potential right wing backs on loan at uh, Notts County all season, Jaden Richardson. Um, performed very well, ended up in the National League Team of the Year. Um, do you not think that he may be an option going forward now he's had some men's football as opposed to the under-23s? James? I would I would say that's going to be a big step up from um, playing National League football, albeit commendably as it sounds. I would say that from National League to Premier League is quite a big quite a big jump however um, the likes of Jamie Vardy have told us that that, that path can uh, can be traversed and I think maybe Forrest would be uh, looking um, to maybe send him out on loan again to a potential higher standard uh, or higher division yep. um, but I wouldn't I wouldn't think they'd go straight into Premier League and very quickly what I would say for Forest recruitment is if you're a Premier League team and you've got young players to send out then looking how Steve Cooper developed so, so much talent last year you would you would like to think that Forrest might be high up the pecking order from some quality young loanees themselves, um, the likes of Garner and the likes of different players. Um, maybe other clubs would look to Steve Cooper to try and uh, repeat that success they had with other, other players this season. That's actually a good shout, that. Right, OK. Um, next on my list, um, and I, I need I need this to be short and sweet, to be honest, where do you think Forrest will finish in that Premier League table? And I am writing this down for future reference. We'll start with Ian Marsden uh, first. What are you thinking, Ian? I'm going to say 17th. 17th. Um, is there a reason for that? I think there are three worse teams in the Premier League than Forrest will be. So I think staying up in your first season should be the, the, the be-all and end-all. Mm. Anything else is a bonus. So I think if I think Forest will finish 17th um and um they'll stay up. Um okay. Yeah. Fair enough. That's uh, lovely. Uh, short and sweet. Jamie, what are you thinking? Uh, Red and white tinted bit... spectacles off, please. Yeah, I'm going to take these off now. Uh, no, I think I think they are going to stay up. I think I'm going to say 15th just above. Um I, I think that as we've mentioned throughout the entirety of this round table, I think Steve Cooper's a great coach uh, and he's got a great team around him. So 
I think they're going to make some good players. They're going to make some good recruitment decisions. And yeah, I think they're going to go to 15th and avoid relegation. Fair enough. James, what are your thoughts? I'm going to go high. I'm, I'm, going, I'm going to say for this first season, Forest is going to finish 13th, 13th place. And I'll quickly tell you why. Uh, they played 55 games this season. Many a huge long season in the cup. They beat the likes of Arsenal, Leicester City, and they gave a really good go against Liverpool. And what Forest did, they didn't sit back. They had a go at those teams, and I think they'll perhaps go with that mentality. So they're either going to finish thirteenth or they're going to finish bottom. But I think they're really <laughs> going to have a go at teams, and I think they'll be one of those teams that has a successful first year bounce up into the Premier League. Uh, we've seen it with teams like Hull and Huddersfield in the past, um, who've managed to get up there. Maybe even Wolverhampton Wanderers. Um, I think Forest might. Might go up, and I think I think I think they might surprise some people if they get the recruitment right. I think they could finish as high as thirteenth. There's not much in it in that bottom half, and I think Forest will do a uh, do really well next season. I'm backing yeah, them. 13th. Yeah, I, yeah. Well, fair enough. I, I'm thinking pretty much the same sort of thing. Actually, um, I'm a big believer in how Steve Cooper man manages, and um, I see a lot of similarities with uh, when Brian Clough took Forest up uh, into the old First Division, as was with a, a, a group of um, players just basically cobbled together and he made them play a lot better than they actually suggested that they could um, so yeah I, I'm thinking anywhere between 14th and, and 16th for me so I, I'm sort of with Jamie I'll go uh, 15th uh, for Nottingham Forest next season and then the season after they will look to move on and uh, probably finish a, a tad higher maybe Anyway, final question for this half of the programme, and we'll go with James first, and again, short and sweet if we can. What would be classic success at Nottingham Forest City Ground next season, please? I, I think anything better than not disgracing themselves, going in there, giving it a really good go, um, ultimately staying in the Premier League for a second season. So 17th and above, got to be got to be marked as success uh, since Forest last in the Premier League 46 different teams have played in there so it's been a long time coming so you know I've, I've said that 13th but ultimately if Forest finish 17th for above oh, that is that is success right there and finally then for this half James Jamie sorry um, what, yeah. are, what are your thoughts yeah I'm gonna yeah 15th I think they're going to make a good account of themselves I hope they do uh, I think success just looks like staying in the league and then just making sure that they've got a sustainable financial situation uh, and a good recruitment drive and that's really all they can ask for so staying in the Prem for a bit longer well there we are I can feel the half-time whistle coming on a lively first half as we return to local derby football here in Nottingham plenty to look forward to in the second half Listening to Nottingham Hospitals Radio on a Tuesday evening here on your favourite station. It's myself, Richard Smith, in the hot seat, and uh, we're in a roundtable discussion. Uh, we did the first half. Uh, if you missed it, that was all about Forest. Uh, Jamie thinking they're going to end up in 15th place. James saying 13th. Um, we're we're going to remove those rose-tinted spectacles very shortly. Um, Ian said 17th, just above the relegation zone. I think actually they could do a little better than that and, and probably end up in 15th, somewhere like that. But as Ian pointed out, uh, some of the teams that came up first season did very well in that uh, in the big league, as it were. It's all about getting that recruitment right. Anyway, um, 
who's on now? Hang on. Hello, I'm Andy Stokes, stadium announcer at Notts County Football Club, and you're listening to the NHR Roundtable. Now, you certainly are with myself, Richard Smith. Ian Marsden is our Notts County summariser. I'm afraid we couldn't get Mark Lonsdale on. He wanted too much money, and uh, we weren't prepared to pay him uh, what he was asking for. So Jamie and James are going to stay with us and give us their opinion on um, Notts County season. So, uh, Ian... Um, as our yeah. expert summariser, sum up Notts County season. Oh, um, how long have you got? Uh, no, um, I think... 24 oh, minutes. Yeah, the standard of football has been excellent, especially at home. Um, scoring in every home game um, for the first time since 1977-78 season. Uh, I mean, that's just fantastic. It meant you were getting goals at Meadow Lane um, every game. Um, but at the end of the day, it came down to the playoffs and we lost in the quarterfinals. So it's a season that promised much, but delivered little in the end. Mm. Yeah, it, it, it did. Um, I think yeah. the, the waveform had a lot to, to answer to, uh, didn't it? Yes, it did. I mean, I mean... Go back to games at Altrincham and, um, dare I say it, Halifax away when we were 2 0 up with 13 minutes left against 10 men and lost 3 2. In the so, rain. In the rain. Mm. And, uh, yeah, quite possibly the worst £21 I spent this season. Yeah. Um, um, no room for us in the uh, press uh, core. Either, no. Um, no. To report but we're, on it we're not bitter about not, that. Not at all. No. no. Um, but there was too many of them. Oldershot losing 3-1 away. You know, we can pick out away games that you could say, well, that cost us three points, that cost us three points. We finished ten points behind the champions. Mm. So, you know, three or four games there that I've said, if we'd have won those, we'd have been top and would have won the league. That's how, A, tight this league was, but B, if you lost games against teams that you really shouldn't have lost to then, you know, you were going to end in disappointment. And then that's not even beginning to start with the playoff quarterfinal and the 96th minute equaliser and the 119th minute winning goal. Offside. Um, anyway, uh, we'll move on. Jamie, you saw a few of the uh, Notts County games last season. What, what are your thoughts on how Notts County season ended up then? Uh, well, it's disappointing, isn't it? I mean, I always enjoyed being at Meadow Lane, actually. I thought the games were, were really, really fun to watch. You know, me and you, we shared the, the commentary box and we saw great plays, you know, from Frankie Vincent. He had a great period around the October kind of time and Joel Taylor, they were fantastic. And, you know, there was a few ups and downs and stuff, games that they definitely should have won and didn't. Um, but, yeah, disappointing result at the end of it. Um, it's, I, th I think they'll do it next year, though. I have said it. Um, I think they will do it. I've mentioned this oh. to Ian. I think they'll go up next season. We'll get I on think to they've that. got it in them. We'll get on to that very shortly. Uh, James, from afar, uh, I know you've not watched any Knots uh, games this season. Um, would you be disappointed as a, um, a fan of Nottinghamshire football? Um, ultimately, I want Knots County to be back in the Football League. It's where they deserve to be. It's mm -hmm. their rightful place. And... Um, Looking at it, there has been improvement season on season. You know, in, the, in the third attempt, Notts County have got 82 points this season. Um, two seasons ago, in the 1920 season, that would have been enough points to, to win the league. And last season, it was enough to, to finish to second, in, uh, second of the league. So there is that uh, progress, albeit they finished fifth again. Um, we want we want Notts County to be promoted and they've just got to get over that line. It's an incredibly difficult uh, division to get out of as you 
as well you know yeah. um, it really should have three up three down but um, yeah. I, I'm backing knots to do it I think they can I think the, the statue of the club it, they deserve to be up but that doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to be promoted but yeah, wish nothing but not the best. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, never going to... That's like Turkey's voting for Christmas, isn't it? The, the EFL are never going to vote for three up, three down from um, the old Division 4, as it were, League 2. No. Uh, so that's never going to happen. So we're stuck where we are uh, at the moment. Um, changing tack then, Ian Marston, um, the manager, head coach, Ian Birchnell, uh, leaving for the mighty Forest Green Rovers. How did you view that? Um... A couple of ways. I was, I was very disappointed that he left the project after just one year when he signed a four-year deal. And if the owners hadn't brought him over, no one would still have heard of him. Um, but after one year, he's decided to go to, to, go to League One. Um, and I think anybody in his position would have done the exact same thing. It's progression. It's it's probably more money for him. It's probably quite a secure job because I don't think Forest Green will have any expectation on them this season as it's their first season at that level. Um, but yeah, really, I was disappointed that he left just one year in to the project and um, after a four-year contract. So, but some of the football he played this season in, in at home... Um, will live with me uh, for a long time and you know to get three players Wooten, Roberts and Rodriguez 60 goals between them you know I mean that's just fantastic anyway mm. and he's uh, taken Michael Doyle with him his uh, yeah. assistant coach uh, at Knotts um, is that as much of a blow do you think or, or what, what are your thoughts there? Um, I think it may be a blow in the um, the, the fact he may have stepped up and tried to be the manager himself, but I think um, Birchnell gave him that job when um, when not sacked um, Maurice Ross, um, and he's been absolutely fantastic for 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 Ian Birchnell, but also for Knotts as well. Um, I'm just a bit gutted that we never got a chance to say a proper goodbye. Uh, to Michael Doyle, um, but I think it was always going to happen that um, Doyle would follow um, Ian Birchnell uh, if and when he left. I think for what it's worth, I think you, you're right in what you're saying about leaving for Forest Green Rovers, no expectations there whatsoever, um, and if it can keep them up in uh, League One, that will be classed as uh, success, whereas yeah. uh, not some thinking that he had to get them promoted second time around, didn't he? Yes, he did. He, mm. he 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 really did. He needed to have won the league this year or, you know, at least finished second or third and got that home semi-final because um and I think then if we hadn't done that then he would have been out anyway, unfortunately. Mm. Okay, I'm going to bring the other two in very shortly after this next question, Ian. Um who's going to replace Ian Birchnell at Notts County? <laughs> um have you seen the list of names that have been on the uh, bookies have, yeah. list? I mean, I know the bookies don't know anything and they are literally scrolling through social media looking at what Knotts fans are talking about. It's proven because they got um, uh, an absolute uh, a student second favourite because mm. he said that he was he was um, getting the job. So, um, But I do like the look of this Mike Williamson at um, Gateshead, uh, the, the club we've just signed... Um, Langstaff from who scored 32 goals mm. now if Williamson comes along with that that might be good for Langstaff because he'll have that um, person to fall on that he knew last year and um, you know they played 
they won the league last year um, and they did it playing some really good football by all accounts. Um, and so, I w- yeah, I would take a punt on, on, on him. But with these Danish owners, I believe it will be someone totally left field who no one has ever heard of and no one was naming him on any betting odds. Well, there's been one or two names in there mentioned. Um, I'll bring the other two chaps in. Um, the likes of uh, Sol Campbell, Neil Warnock making a um, a welcome, in inverted commas, return to Meadow Lane. Uh, that would be interesting, wouldn't it? I would uh, love that one. <laughs> that would be absolutely interesting. Yeah. I wonder if he's still doing feet. I'll have to ask him that next time I see him. Um, but yeah, uh, what are your thoughts, uh, Jamie? Any anything on social media that you've seen? Uh, well, I mean, you know, if you brought out Muscat to the opposite team, I'm sure Warnock would turn into his prime, wouldn't he? Um, you know, I, I, th- I think Warnock would be an interesting appointment, wouldn't it? But I think he's, I think he's done now. Yeah. Um, Sol Campbell potentially. I, I, I wouldn't really go for that, to be honest. I mean, I, you know, it's the name, isn't it, really? Yeah. Um, but Mike Williamson, as, as Ian said, was 8-1 to one, uh, just a couple of weeks ago to, to be the next manager. So one of the highest odds out of all the managers. But, uh, you know, there's there's bosses like, uh, I'm looking on social media currently, Paul, Tilsda- uh, Paul Tisdale, um, York manager John Askey as well, both 10-1. to one, So... There's a lot of managers that could do it, but I think, yeah, as Ian said, I think they're probably going to go for someone that's no one heard of. You know, not that that's a bad thing, but they'll know best, I suppose. There's also, James, been mention of um, the Coventry City under-23s manager, Luke Tisdale. What are your thoughts there? Any any ideas? Yeah, I mean, that's probably where you want to be looking in terms of... It's, it, being a National League team... It's not like perhaps when you're in the championship and you sometimes get those player, uh, those managers who have got teams promoted into the division above who kind of be- become good at that and become specialists. Um, as, as Nuts County have found out to, the, to their own detriment, when you have a good manager, they tend to move up the football league. Um, I, I would say, um, yeah, Tisdale could be a great shout. Do you think there's any possibility that perhaps they could prize away a successful manager that's performed well? Someone like, uh, I don't know, uh, Mark Yates, who's been at uh, Solihull Moors, for example, could that be something w- that Notts County look to do or would that just be a non-starter? I, I'm thinking that, uh, like Ian, um, the, the Danish owners will have somebody up their sleeve who nobody's sort of heard of or maybe... Um, is on the periphery of everything. There was mention um, with our two Forest colleagues on um, of uh, Andy Reid making the short trip across the water. Well, that'd be interesting. I mean, yeah, it? so he, he's yeah, would, that would be very interesting. I mean, he's uh, at Forest as uh, under twenty threes um, coach there. So yeah, I mean, that could be a, a natural progression for him in terms of stepping up. And if he's serious about getting into management, then that's uh, an opportunity. That he could that he could grasp with both hands. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm not the, sure how it'd go down well, well with the Notts County <laughs> uh, supporter base. But well, I mean, we, we've had two Forest uh, loanees this season who have performed fairly well, um, and there was no mention of uh, the Forest F word uh, uh, as such. Um, but yeah, I, I think um, the, the model at uh, Notts County is for a head coach to develop players, and if that's what Andy Reid's been doing over the past few years with the under 23s, as you say, it seems the natural progression to move. On on and upwards and he's a player with um well world cup experience and all the rest of it isn't he so um it, it's possibly a, a name that they would look up to uh, the knots players possibly i think 
he's always been kind of complimentary to Knotts as well on Twitter when I've read him. Um, he always seems to have a nice word for us. Um, I think, if I remember right, he played in that 3 all draw in the League Cup uh, back in uh, 20, uh, 2011. Um, and, um, Is that the one where Knotts won on penalties? Knotts, um, no, we no. drew 3 all, but then lost, <laughs> lost the penalty, penalty shootout. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but, no, I, I, I wouldn't have no qualms about Andy Reid coming. I think... Um, you know, testing his feet in the management game, I think, yeah, fair play, and it wouldn't mean any upheaval for him because it is literally across the water. So, yeah. yeah. And um, he'd be using the same training ground. Anyway, yeah. um, so um, let's move it on uh, a little bit, if we can. We've got 10 minutes uh, roughly left uh, to chat all things Notts County here on the NHR Roundtable from Nottingham Hospitals Radio. So, um, Ian Marston, do Notts currently have a National League winning squad? Now, they've made a couple of additions. The lad from uh, Ebbsfleet. Um, Adebayo and um, as you said Langstaff uh, from Gateshead look very promising youngsters and that's where Knott's um, ethos seems to be at the moment doesn't it um, is, is buy them in uh, a little bit raw and develop them and bring them on uh, and maybe sell the monitor profit once they've uh, con- colluded their contract if you will Yep, I mean we've signed him for fifty thousand. That was his release clause. Mm. Um, so we've signed him for fifty thousand. That's Lang stuff, by the way. Yes, yeah. that's Lang stuff. Yeah, the same way that um, we signed Cal Roberts and we've signed Ruben Rodriguez, and and now you'd be looking. Um, I mean, even with without my black and white rose coloured glasses, I think you're looking at three four hundred thousand each for those two. Mm. Um, and especially as they're both under contract still as well. So yeah. um, whether we need to sell them, or whether they actually want to go is another thing. But do we have a squad capable of winning the league? Yes. Do we have a squad that can win the league? Yes. Um, will they win the league? I don't know. We'll get on to um, that very shortly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's all down to, the, again, more recruitment and the manager that they appoint. Um, sorry. Head coach. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So um, the the releases uh, thus far, uh, Dion Kelly Evans. Very quickly, thoughts. I was actually really good that we released him. I really liked him yeah. as a player. Yeah. Alex Lacey. Again, gutted the the modern Dean Yates, as I call him. Yeah. Yeah. Tyrese Palmer. Um, never really saw him. Never really given a chance. Yeah. So. Can't really make an, a, a comment on him, unfortunately. That, that, it's a bit of a, a shame, that. And Elijah yeah. Sam has to be released from his contract. I will never again say the big Belgian. No, you won't, un- unless we go and sign... Sign a big Belgian. A big Belgian. Mm. Um, but um, he gave me some very, very happy memories on the Oxford City... Pushka's goal mm. will live with me forever and ever. Mm. That goal at Chesterfield away this year, Richard, was an absolute belter. Um, but I think best for both parties, I think. He would have maybe just been a squad player. Yeah. Um, but um, I loved him. I really did. I loved yeah, him. Yeah, he was one of those Marmite-type players, wasn't he? Um, yeah, he was. You know, um, anyway, we'll move on. Who would you like to see Ian Marsden brought in to bolster that squad uh, to make it into a National League winning squad? Wow. Um, I think we need a big head it and kick it centre-half. We're very good at playing out from the back, but there are times when you just have to 
get it out. Mm-hmm. Get it in Rosehead or get it up the field because it's the National League and there are teams that play that way. And so pretty football is all well and good. But, you know, sometimes Route 1 actually is a really good tactic. So I think we need a really big um, kick it and head it centre-half. Um, we also need a real... Um, biter in the middle of the midfield someone who you know will put his foot in will 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 shout and scream at the referee constantly for 90 minutes basically i'm saying we need a young michael doyle um basically a michael doyle in his pomp yes yes definitely someone of that ilk um we need um up front depending if kyle wooten goes i think we're okay i think with langstaff and Wooten, and Rodriguez, and Roberts, and Mitchell, who, by the way, looks like he's really hitting pre-season already and mm. and doing really, really well uh, with stuff. So hopefully he can hit the ground running. We've got Lewis Knight as well. Yeah. Um, so I think forward, we're all right. I just think we need that midfield and centre-back um, with maybe a, a young, permanent goalkeeper as competition uh, for Sam Slocum. Mm. And, um, and now I'm going to say I'm going to try and say it because I'm, I'm going to have to say it sometime this season. Um, Munnikan Danfer, um, young 19-year-old, signed from the academy, uh, Luther Munnikan Daffer. That's brilliant! Congratulations, thank Bachelor. you. That was that was fantastic. That's, uh, all weekend, I was, I've been practicing. <laughs> I was worried about <laughs> saying that. I was just going to go with Luther. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> it makes it a bit easier. It's but no. Way. It is. Really pleased for the lad, and mm. um, if offered a pro contract, that shows that Knots are, are very uh, keen and very um, hyper about the talent that this lad must possess. And hopefully we'll see him in pre-season and maybe on the bench a few games to start with. And, and you know, he's 19, so he, he could have a chance yeah. in the first team. OK. Uh, Jamie, is there anybody that um, maybe could uh, take a step down from uh, Nottingham Forest that uh, you'd like to see in, in Notts County black and white, similar to Jaden Richardson um, and uh, Harry Arter this season, who both performed really well for Notts? There's a couple of players that do need to be loaned out just to get game time. Um, I think Dale Taylor could probably do it. I mean, obviously, you know, you mentioned you've got a good striking force, though, so how much game time he's going to get, I don't know. Um, but, you know, maybe Alex Mighton, uh, for example. Uh, they've got a couple of players out on loan now that potentially could be used. But I think some of the Forest youth that they've got coming through really could be quite useful. Um, and we know already that Forest have loaned over some good players over the years, some maybe not so good. But yeah, they've recently they've loaned out good players like Richardson. So I don't see why not. You know, Notts County can take a couple of the Forest youngsters or a couple of the lads that are on the bench every now and then that aren't getting game time. But I think Alex Martin potentially for me. In a word, Ian Marsden, um, we'd like to see Ryan Yates back, wouldn't we? Oh, I'd love Ryan Yates back. <laughs> yeah, oh. uh, that's it. That's, that's your word, uh, James. Yeah. Anybody that um, that you think that uh, could do with some game time at uh, Notts County, maybe? Uh, I'm looking at um, striker Will Swan. Um, he's gone. Mm. He went on loan in 2020 to Truro City. Nine nine games, nine goals. Um, last year he was at sort of Port Vale. Got ten appearances, just scoring the one goal there. Though um, I think National League. Could be a great level for him. Um, he's quite highly thought of. He's definitely not going to be getting a looking in the in the Premier League. Um, he's made a couple of appearances, just just two appearances for Forest. But I think that twenty uh, one uh, year old uh, big forward. I think um, he could he, he could do a job for um, for, for, for 
for Notts County. OK, um, well, I've got three minutes left uh, before we have to say a good evening for this particular edition of the Roundtable. So, uh, as we did with Forrest, I'm going to go with James first. Where do you think Notts County are going to finish in next season's National League table? What are your thoughts? I'm saying top three, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put my neck on the line Positivity, going to keep the Nottingham positivity going. Notts County going to get second place next season. Second, that's nice. We like that. Jamie, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I was going to go top three, but I'm going to go third. I think they're going to go up and go third. Yep. Okay. Uh, Ian Marsden's going to say first, surely. Well, my heart says first. Yep. Um, And my head says, yeah, first. Yeah. (laughs) There we go. Uh, I'm going to say they're going to sneak in just behind Wrexham. Um, and and uh, ooh, go, ooh. go in second. Go on. Can I say? Yeah, yeah. I th- I I think that we will finish above Wrexham. Really? So whether we finish third and they finish fourth or second and third, we will finish above Wrexham. The one thing that hampers Wrexham is Phil Parkinson. I don't think he's the manager to get them out of this level. Okay, fair enough. Um, a minute and, and thirty seconds left um, for you. Uh, James, what would be classed as success for Notts County next season, please? It, it's got to be promotion. Uh, Notts County have uh, won promotion in 24 years. They've got to get promoted out of this division. It's now the fourth time of asking. Uh, they need to get back to the Football League. Success is, is pure and simple. It's promotion for the Magpies. Jamie? Yeah, I agree. Promotion, a bit more finance coming into the club, some good uh, youth youth drive and recruitment. Yeah, so promotion, definitely. Ian Marsden? Yeah, promotion is the uh, be-all and end-all. Uh, that's the only thing this season. Anything else will be a failure. Mm. And uh, hopefully if they get the right manager in, um, obviously they're, they're just happy to go with the targets that they've identified. So um, it's it, <laughs> the manager has to deal with what the recruitment people uh, are giving him, I suppose. Yeah, which is why we've signed players without a manager. Mm. Um, and it's that's... Um, destroying some people's minds on um, social media. It's an um, interesting point, isn't it? <laughs> it is, but that, as I say, that's the model. That's the model they've had since they came into the club. So um, I'm happy with it. They do seem to be signing some very good jewels. Mm. So, okay. um, yeah. Well, look, thank you uh, for putting yourselves out this evening. Uh, do hope we've, um, we've helped uh, any listeners out there with their uh, uh, thoughts on next season. It's going to be an interesting one. Forrest, obviously, in the Premier League. Notts County trying to get out of the National League at the fourth time of asking. Uh, we will be there as uh, Notts County and Nottingham Forest correspondents to cover it all for you here on your favourite station. This is NHR Scoreboard. And uh, my thanks go to Ian Marsden, Ian, thank you very much indeed. Thank you very much. Goodbye, everyone. Get well soon. And Jamie Martin, thank you very much. Thank you very much. Get well soon, everybody. And James Holland. Thank you very much, everyone. Thank you, you all. There we are. That's our sports team for today and uh, indeed for this season. It all kicks off again on the 6th of August. For both Nottingham Forest and Notts County. Five divisions apart. Never thought we'd be saying that, did we? Um, But anyway, that's where we are. James Holland and uh, Jamie Martin 
We'll be across everything that Nottingham Forest do and myself, Mark Lonsdale, Andy and Marsden will be across everything that Notts County do during the coming season. And if you want to hear any of it, here live and exclusive on your favourite station, Nottingham Hospitals Radio is the place to do it. My thanks to uh, Steve for allowing us uh, the airtime this evening. Uh, We haven't ruined your flow or anything. Do get well very, very soon. And stay tuned to Nottingham Hospitals Radio for some more great entertainment coming up very shortly. From me, Richard Smith, do get well very, very soon. Get yourselves out of there. Get yourselves back home to your friends and family. And then stay tuned to us on your favourite station while you're at home. It's the best way forward. Thanks for being there this evening. Good night. <laughs>